What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Brother Culture Podcast. It's your host, Trevon Alfred. Today, I'm joined by... McCoy. Dave. Peyton. Drews. Bryce. Today, we're going to talk about X's new album, Question Mark. So, who wants to start off talking about the album? Personally, I thought this album was, was really good, and uh, his last album kind of got some recognition, but this album uh, took the cake, in my opinion. Just the overall... He released two songs just before, just to give like a little preview. And even before he released it, he said, this isn't going to be like my other albums. He said, just wait. And then he released Sad and Hope, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, after... He, it was Sad and Changes. Fine. Yeah, it Changes. Changed. I thought he released Hope, too, on, on SoundCloud. Hope was like before that, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he added on Hope before, like, at, like after he finished the album. But personally, my, I think my favorite song... Is uh, a remedy to a broken heart, just because he actually shows his vocals in that song. Not not many people thought he could he could sing. People thought he would just he was just like a like a scream rapper and he could spit really fast. But he's a lyrical genius with all the all the different components that go into his music. Yeah, <clears throat> I really love Question Mark. I mean, it's not definitely not my favorite album by him. It was definitely blown up a lot. Like Sad is number six on Spotify right now in the top fifty chart. And it just shows that, like, he's finally gotten that fan base that he was striving for. He really blew up a lot after Look at Me. And then 17 really, really took the chart when it came out. But this album, this album really blew up a lot compared to, compared to a lot of his other stuff. And I think it really shows a lot of the key elements that everyone loves in XXX. With, especially, like, you know, like Bryce was saying, he can sing. He also spits. You know, he, he brings back that lo-fi and kind of his, art, his 808 kind of just beat. that ma- Whatever makes X... And I think people really saw that, and people were really, really digging it. Yeah, uh, with the uh, Question Mark album, I thought that uh, it really brought out his old music and threw out some new components with it. Uh, my favorite song on the album is probably uh, I Don't Speak Spanish. Uh, I think that he really he really mixed it up with that song. I wasn't expecting it when I first listened to it. It's like some it. Despacito stuff. <laughs> sure. But uh, he, really, he really mixed it up when uh, I was listening to it. And uh, I just thought that the album, it was it was pretty good. It was definitely blown up more than his other albums. And uh, I thought that he was, he definitely composed it really well. And he uh, he worked with some good artists that many people didn't think he would, like uh, Joey and then Maddox. He had Maddox isn't really very known. He uh, blew up off of uh, what song was that? Overwhelming. It's, yeah, yeah overwhelming. overwhelming. He blew up off of that and. Um, so X threw him in a song, and it actually turned out pretty good. And uh, so I thought that the album overall was really, really put together, and I thought that uh, it was a good piece of music. Yeah, I think X just kind of like learned that even if it uh, takes a while to produce music, that the production just needs to be like what the people want. And he learned that uh, opening up to a bigger fan base than just what he had would be the best for him. And I think like he left like Ski Mask, I don't know how that separation went. Nobody really knows their two sides. They don't really talk about it. But, I mean, like, I just think that he had a great fan base before, and now that he's opened up, like, I know a lot of girls that texted me about, uh, so, like, when Seventeen came out, saying that it wasn't just, like, rap to them. They just liked all the vocals and, like, all that. And I think that just showed everyone that he can open up and, like, be an actual artist and not just what everybody, like, quoted him as a SoundCloud rapper. Mm-hmm. As a song that I think really shows off his vocals, I think is this album's one of its best traits, um, just for the fact that he's showing that he's more versatile than just 
being able to rap really fast is sad, which is really mainstream for me to say, but I feel like um, that whole one, I feel like, is just vocals, and just like the overall meaning behind it. He's talking about, I feel like a lot of his stuff, he, in this album especially, he's really tried to talk about important things um, surrounding like his fan base, so he talks about depression and suicide, and I feel like that's something that really um, affects the younger generation, so I feel like having him sing about that and kind of being able to get away from that at the same time um, helps him connect to more people and makes him relatable because he says that he's dealing with this stuff as well, especially in the song Sad, he talks about it. So I think um, he's retaining some of his, some of his SoundCloud um, some of his SoundCloud fan base through like some of the songs where he goes faster and raps and spits at the same time, but also gaining a fan base through his more vocalized and um, his more vocalized songs. So my favorite song off the album is probably "Sad." To be honest with you guys, I just really like the. I'm really a big fan of the beat on that song as well as his vocals and his rapping itself. I really enjoy the chorus actually. It's just, it's so like depression and suicide like. It's um, it just connects with a lot of other teenagers. Like not saying like I'm in that stage, but it's just relatable for a lot of other teenagers. <laughs> they don't really. Also, they're trying to find themselves, you know, at our age. Not everyone knows what they want, and it's just really relatable for them. I think he also, like, knows how to, like, open himself up to, like, what things are going on in the real world. Like, I think Seventeen really revolved around, like, people getting over suicide. And I think now he's trying to, like, go more with diversity and just, like, you know, being more of a role model than a rapper. If you look up the uh, meaning behind his uh, A Remedy for the Broken Heart, it's about his ex-girlfriend, Geneva Ayala, who was also the, like, the, her last name was the outro to Seventeen. But uh, it says, why am I so in love? Why am I so in love? Why am I so in love? I don't know why. He's saying he still loves her. So I think that, like, uh, this is a good, like, I don't know, like, breakup song, I guess, if I want to say that. But, I uh, feel like a lot of his music is good breakup songs. Yeah. You, know, like, you know, like, your girlfriend breaks up with you and you kind of just want to kill yourself. It's... <laughs> 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 I, I would say you want to be in your feels. I wouldn't go as far to say you want to kill yourself, but be in your feels. Shout out to Booch. <laughs> uh, Booch, if you're listening, we're sorry. You need to get some X in your life. But uh, he's talking about, like, like in this song, uh, like, smoking and drinking and how it makes him feel, how, like, that made him feel good about how he still has love for her and how he says also, I heard, I heard Shorty still in love through the grapevine. So he's saying, like, they both have love for each other, but it didn't work out, which I think is kind of relatable for some people in the world. Where if they listen to the song and go deep, they can they can connect and put it in their own life. All right. So XXX was born in 1998 in uh, Florida, and he currently lives there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he started making music when he was about 14. He he's been in this kind of career, I guess you could say, since since 2014 to be exact. Um, he started off making a YouTube channel and titling it his his name. And then he, he uploaded video game, uh, all kinds of videos over video games. Like, I know he is really popular in playing, like, League of Legends. His, those videos get a lot of views. He's not any good at any of them, but he's really funny to watch. And people Don't really shade. like – people, people do um, like watching him because he's funny uh, when it comes to those videos. And 
he really had a really fast come up. He really blew up with Look at Me. But then once people really started realizing, like, you know, this guy's actually got some stuff to say, that's when he came out with, you know, 17 as an album. And that's what really blew up, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, I think after Look at Me, he just, like, he took the style of, like, the A-rapping that, like, other rappers started, but it wasn't really anything serious. And he really blew it up because, like, People like Lil Pump and them, like, they were nothing until, like, this, like, style of rap started. For sure. And I think that Look At Me, like, really brought it out because Look At Me was just, like, he implemented the A style and then he showed everybody how he can just, like, run a beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Ski Mask had his own career and obviously if you look back, they have a lot of collab songs, like, member, Members Only. Mm-hmm. And um, now they're shying away from each other. They, like, they weren't friends for a while and X wanted to be his friends and, and um, Ski Mask cut him off because X threatened to kill his family or something like that so, so typical not surprised <laughs> yeah but there's some conspiracies that x got in trouble to make a name for himself like he he planned on going to jail so his name would be mentioned and he can build a bigger platform i don't know if that's true but i could definitely see someone doing that but um as david said earlier look at me was his biggest song until sad came out sad like topped it in a few days which i think is remarkable but uh he kind of he kind of opened it up for everybody like after you like you heard of x and the next thing you know you like um smoke perp pops up Lil pump pops up uh six nine um like Lil xan all these like soundcloud rappers start making names for himself i think they're kind of riding x's wave but at the same time they're doing their own thing but i think he put them on a little bit, but not not their whole career. See, I like I think people say that X brought Ski Mask to the top, but I think like I I do believe that kind of because I know that him and Ski did a lot of songs, but mm-hmm. I think that Ski Mask is like he's like his like his own style. Like mm-hmm. nobody is like him. Like the way he thinks of his music is like he doesn't like everybody will say like he raps like a kid. Like he'll like like his bars and stuff, uh-huh. but I think that he just looks at his like he wants to build his own like his own uh, public viewing of how he is and. I think that, like, when people make that assumption, they just haven't really listened to, like, all of his music. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys listen to the freestyle with, like, ASAP Rocky, ASAP Ant, yeah. and uh, or, um, Ski Mask. They're just walking down the street in New York, freestyling, and ASAP Rocky, they all, it's kind of like a cypher, but at the same time, they all just kind of have their own freestyles, and then Ski Mask comes in, and I think he had the best verse between all of them. Just It's uh, just so unique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ski Mask, I think, if he would have never met X, he would have his own career now. Just by the way that he makes music. I don't even think Catch Me Outside is Ski Mask's best song. I, I just know. think it was like, nah, the music, I honestly think it was the music video. Yeah, Cole oh, Bennett Cole's definitely, video, Cole, yeah. Cole Bennett. Cole Bennett definitely, uh, he, he definitely helped out with that. And uh, I think with that song also, it was just, it was a different vibe that X, or Ski was giving off. He was, um, I don't know, it's kind of, more people listen to Ski from that song, like, they didn't know him before, and then once that song came out, it blew up, and more people followed him off of that, and, uh, I think that Cole Bennett definitely helped with that, and he also helps with a lot of, uh, different artists with his videos, I think that, uh, he also plays a big pull, a big role in, uh, other people's career. Ski definitely has different, uh, components of him, like, he can spit, and he just has, um, he just he talks about things that people normally don't just spit about, and he just has his own uh, like his own vibe to him, and it's it's pretty cool. I don't think he's comparable. Mm-mm. No, 
he covers subjects that most people are uncomfortable covering. Like he he talked about how he went deep into depression with Seventeen, and then he said he's making an album for the people that are like him, mm-hmm. which I thought was was amazing. I mean, Kid Cudi kind of did it before, but he has he's more of like a like a rapper, like a lyricist kind mm-hmm. of rapper. X is just like a like a vocalist, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Kid Key has his own style right now, and he he knows that, and he. X is just his own. He, I think he has his own style right now, and he he knows that, and he knows whatever whatever music he'll produce, there'll always be an audience for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Seventeen, I think that he uh, he brought out things that most most rappers wouldn't talk about. He talked about depression, suicide, and all that, and uh, he talked about mental health. And most people wouldn't wouldn't bring that up due to their fan base. They wouldn't uh, throw that out there. And I think that what he did is um, he had he had a different style before Seventeen came out. Like he was spitting and everything, and then once Look at Me blew up and he got his name out there, he definitely like transitioned a little bit, but he still kept his old music there. Like with Seventeen, he talked about all that stuff, and he just related to a lot of his fan base that uh, was like kind of hidden at the time. And then mm-hmm. once yeah, once he talked about that, all that came out, and now other rappers and artists are picking up off what he did, and they're doing their own thing with it, and talking about things that most people wouldn't talk about in their music. Yeah, he really rode the "Look at Me" wave, and I think that really just allowed him to blow up. And then once he blew up, he kind of just took that wave and kind of created the more of his music that I think he actually did want to create. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he just he didn't want to start there though exactly. And once he created that. Like other people actually enjoy that music a lot more than his other like more like screamo rap, you yeah. know. I think he had a really good transition from the screamo rap to like, well, you know, like the quote unquote screamo rap, rap rock, whatever you want. But he started with like, I mean, his screamo went all the way back to like the, like his own thing. But he started with like, I mean, his screamo went all the way back to like sipping tea in your hood and all that. And I think he realized after like Vice City didn't really blow up that he had to like make a better transition. So he went from like that to uh, like I love it when they run. He went to take a step back, rip roach, and he just kind of like started with like he started mixing it in and putting his own verses in and bringing guys like Ski Mask in and just worked his way all the way up to all the way up to like Look at Me and then got into Seventeen. Mm-hmm. He could honestly go over any beat like he has a lot of like the upscale beats like what you guys were just talking about and then he can go to like a guitar like yeah. with Garrett's Revenge where it's just a, it's just a guitar strum in the background and that's I, I loved I, that was one of my favorite songs off of uh, off of his 17 album where he just kind of he uses his vocals and he has like kind of melody where it's just kind of addicting where you just like you're shaking your head you're bobbing your head you're listening to it and if you go deep it has a really great meaning about his friend that passed away mm-hmm. my favorite song off the 17 album is probably um everyone dies in their nightmares yeah i'm yeah, really a big same. fan of that song as well as depression and obsession <clears throat> I like that one as well mm-hmm. uh i think with uh like his old music uh he threw he threw out the uh like the emo rap the, or not the emo rap the uh like the scream rap the rap rock uh he brought all that out and then he threw in a couple songs that were like more leading up to 17 like uh, i spoke to the devil in miami and then um there was more songs. I'll have to look them up real quick. Oh like God. Skin, Teeth, I Don't Want to Do This Anymore, which was actually on... Um, it was also on Revenge. Um, 
he he kind of threw out like on revenge he threw out his different uh styles like it started out with look at me and then it went to i don't want to do this anymore which kind of it it peaks at like his 17 album and shows like the the darker side of his music and then um it goes back to like young brats which is more of like the rap rock and he just throws off like he throws off his styles in that album and then uh like his old music he brings out all that darker stuff and still with the rap rock and it just like leads up into what he's making now with the question mark and 17 and it's like all of his different components of music that he makes like his production it went from like the average soundcloud rapper to like you know like real real rap Mm -hmm. so that's something crazy yeah that was like a huge step for him and like he put a lot of vocals into his songs and like started creating songs that were more than like one or two minutes um, Which like don't get me wrong, like those are good. Mm-hmm. Even with uh, "Rolling Peace" with Kodak, yeah, that was I thought was a good song. I think because Kodak was really pop was pretty popular when that song came out, and I think people knew about X then, but that still was like kind of before he started blowing up. Even now, because now if you say, "Oh, do you know who uh, X?" Like, people just know him by X now. You don't even have to say his actual name. Mm-hmm. And if you say, "Oh, do you know X?" People are like, "Oh yeah," but uh. Even with that song, he has a really great verse in that. Um, it's not long enough. Yeah, yeah it's not. I agree. It's, it's, I agree. It's not. Long it's enough. not long enough. But I mean, it's it's good, but it could be better if it was longer. But that's with a lot of his songs. He kind of, he kind of has that his early where it's like a one, one songs twenty. Sure. They feel like snippets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even look at me. songs. Yeah. Even look at me feels like a snippet. Where it's just like, it ends and you're like, oh, it's over already. Like there's not another verse. I don't know. It's. I would great. say that's like his only flaw is that it's hard for him. I think he gets too excited over his first verse on just like such a good beat and how it sounds that he like doesn't think to write a second one. I don't know. Yeah, uh, he he definitely does that in like his old music because you'll have at the end there'll be like a minute of the beat just playing and that's you only why, have you only have like one verse on the whole song. Yeah, that's why Ski Mask was so big for him because that created like that made the whole song mm-hmm. because Ski Mask mm-hmm. was the second verse and that's another thing Ski Mask has trouble with is just creating a second verse. Yeah, Even, I think it's yeah. really unique for him now. Yeah. yeah. You look at it and 17 is a it's an 11 song album but it only comes out to 22 minutes listening time mm-hmm. which rounds out to 2 minutes per song so he's not the type where he goes for 4 minutes 5 minutes like you see uh, a lot of mainstream rappers go. Yeah. But he definitely has his own thing going for him, and I love it. His last in his last two albums, he has like the first the first song's an intro, but it's not an actual song. It's just him talking about the album, which is he just gives a summary. Even before he released Seventeen, he says you have to be in a certain mind state to to believe what I'm saying and to to actually get what I'm trying to produce to you guys. Even his his style and his aura that he gives, like his. From his uh, shaving off his eyebrows to getting that that tree tattoo in his forehead and it's different little nose tattoos or him dyeing his hair bright purple right before he released right before he released the album, he just has his own style and he finds even the smallest things to make people talk about him. Yeah, I think that's one thing that he did like that was very impressive is that when he released Seventeen. It, he knew it was gonna take him a while to create his next album, but he knew he had to like keep his name out there. So that's why he, like, sad was already like he had already previewed that before it came mm-hmm. out, and mm-hmm. like he previewed 
he knew not to preview the whole album, but he previewed some of his music, and I think he knew how to keep himself relevant. He's mm-hmm. really good at keeping himself in the headlines. Yeah, that's for sure. No matter what it is that he does, whether it be like Going some jail. some kind of violence charge, <laughs> he's he's gonna keep it himself there. I think did did he mention he's working on a new album right now? Uh, he posted something the other day, I think. I think I mean he's constantly working on music, so I'm I'm sure he's working on something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, with his with keeping himself popular, he. He's been known to post a lot of like snippets on his Instagram and then delete them a couple of days later, and um, he he just keeps his name out there with his snippets and like he keeps people wanting more, and then some people were like take the snippets and make their own music like uh, with Red Light before Red Light came out, uh, somebody just looped the song and uh, looped the beat. And that's what people thought the actual song was, and so they dropped that. And then X actually dropped the uh, the uh, actual song on his Christmas Carol album, and uh, it was it was a whole there was a whole other verse that wasn't shown. And I think that uh, like with his snippets, he doesn't give away too much, but he he like keeps people wanting more. Yeah, he gives he, enough away that keep people interested. He did that with um, sad too. Yeah. Like Smash. There, yeah. yeah, Smash. Like, mm-hmm. there was, there was, uh, if you go on SoundCloud, I'm sure you can find it. You look up Sad and Low. That's what people thought it was going to be called at first, Sad mm-hmm. and Low. But you go in and you look at the lyrics and he says, Sad, I know. Like, I don't think Low is even in the song right Yeah, now. you definitely have to check the genius out on that yeah. song. And whenever it was, like, it was just the chorus loop yeah. on it. And people still, like, listen to it a bunch. And, like, I know I did. I, yeah, I did too. I think he, uh, another thing he did to keep himself relevant was release the... Like, the Carol album, the Christmas Carol, because mm-hmm. I think, well, I read a conspiracy about it, and I think it was, uh, like, those songs were just songs that he had already, and they weren't released, and they were from, like, previous times that he had recorded, because you can tell the production isn't, like, how Seventeen or the Question Mark album is, and I think he just released those five songs to keep himself relevant. I saw him in Detroit with Ski. You saw him live? I saw him in Detroit with Ski, yeah. That's dope. It was so sick. Because he didn't have a show in Ohio, mm-hmm. so I saw him in Detroit with my friend. And then my uncle lives up there, so I just stayed with him. That's sweet. Because it was on, like, a Thursday. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So I'd, li- I'd love so to sick. go to X concert. Do you know how many Smosh Pits there be in there? But, like, I don't know about anymore. Like, do you I think, think there's still going to be some? Yeah. I mean, like, do you think he still plays the songs that have Ski? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm, sure he, I'm sure he does. I don't like, know. I don't know, but... Because he's got, he's got his new albums, which are, like... Not as hype as his old music. They're not obviously. technically concert album, yeah. concert songs. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like he, he he'll switch it up. I don't know if I could turn up the sad in a I concert, could. dude. I would. Tear <laughs> drop <in> my eye. <laughs> or uh, crying in the club. Or, or a Remy to a broken heart. <laughs> You'd figure out a way to. If you were in the setting, you would. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, but like back then, that was a concert he had Lil Pump come to, and Lil mm. Pump played like. That was only when, like, D-Rose was out. Oh, my God. Dude, that was so long ago. D-Rose, that was, like, last D-Rose, July. D-Rose. All right, thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in for this episode of the Brother Culture Podcast. Make sure to tune back in for the latest episode. See you guys. Make sure to follow Payton Hall on Instagram. That's self-promotion. We don't do I don't that care. Here. You don't even...